Hey, we're back. The Sports Nuts brought to you by the office of Bill J. Milner in Salem, Illinois. Cindy Quinn, real estate agent for Midwest Farm and Land Company. Odds Jam and Michelson's Auto Body in Bartelzo, Illinois. And it is now time for our blast. Me and Charlie, our blast for um, the St. Louis Sports Past. And it's my turn this week. And I have picked Neil Lomax. Uh, former standout quarterback for the St. Louis football Cardinals, the Big Red. Uh, Neil's biggest year was 1984, in which they missed the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> 4,614 yards, which was a humongous amount for 1984. There weren't people throwing for 5,000 yards like they do nowadays. Um, I love Neil Lomax. The Lomax to Green connection was... And we talked about that earlier in the year uh, or last year when we had uh, the Roy Green blast. But um, Neil Lomax is actually one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time just because I love the way he threw the deep ball. He was really good at throwing that deep ball. And, and he had a great receiver in Roy Green to throw it to. You know, And we had Pat Kelly there too, but Roy Green was the deep threat. And one of the all-time best receivers that anybody ever had. So, you know, it was great. That those two were a great hookup. And they, you know, even in the lean years, the years that they didn't have, didn't make the playoffs, uh, didn't, you know, have great records, they always had that connection. Uh, I, I, you know, even when they, they went to Phoenix together, I think they both were still on the team when they first went to Phoenix. I know Womack's only played I believe one more year in Phoenix. Yeah, that's correct. And yes, he could have been a lot better quarterback if he hadn't had that uh, hip bad hip. Well, yeah, and he think- he played. He got the heck beat out of him in Bush Stadium. I mean, that if he wouldn't have played on that concrete, uh, his career would have lasted longer, and and who knows what he w- would have done. But uh, yeah, he, that athletic hip just you know really cut. Cut short his career, and yeah, he definitely would have been had a better career, definitely longer than it was if that hadn't happened. To him. And he and he came from what Portland State, and and that was Mouse Davis, and you know that was the prelude to all of the uh, the the craziness that we're seeing now as far as throwing. Although they weren't doing a bunch of you know. Uh, wide receiver screens like they do now, which, by the way, Charlie, those shouldn't even count as quarterback yards. My God, sometimes you barely throw the ball forward. It barely goes uh, like a yard forward, and you get all that. I don't know. As some person, you know, there's sometimes those, a lot of times, those don't even work. There's you know, a lot of times they've gone for big numbers, though, too. And they didn't do that back in, in Lomax's um Era that that just wasn't a part of of what people do that that, that came later on. Hey, hey, Kurt Warner was uh, a, a part of that too. He got some of that wide receiver screen uh, uh, numbers too. Uh, Lomax had problems with uh, the media a little bit um, and his faith in God. I think the media was a little bit hard on him. Uh, I personally liked him. Uh, I, I thought he told it like it was, and uh, that's all I got on Neil. What do you end, end this segment with? What you got on Neil, Charlie? 
I think he was a really good quarterback at a time when the, the, uh, that the football Cardinals needed somebody like him. Uh, there wasn't, you know, they made the playoffs that first year. Not the first year, but the, the year he was the, uh, he, he uh, set the record for, uh, individual record for the Cardinals. In 84, I believe it was. No, they didn't make the playoffs that year. They missed. They were in the strike-shortened season. Uh, which year was okay. Whatever year they made the playoffs, they play, he played in one playoff game he, right. when he was a football Cardinal. Yes, he played against Green Bay. Yes, against Green Bay. Absolutely. Neil Lomax, that's our blast from the St. Louis Sports Pass. We're brought to you by the office of Bill J. Milner in Salem, Illinois. Give them a call for a free consultation at 618-312-1316 or go to his website at BillJMilner.com. And Cindy Quinn, real estate agent for Midwest Farm and Land Company. She'll lead you home. She'll list your property. Give her a call at 618-322-6911. That's 618-322-6911. We're having a very hearty discussion here, Charlie and I. And I get to go to uh, another St. Louis guy who... uh, Got his um, number retired for the St. Louis Blues, Chris Pronger. Uh, one thing that Craig Berube says about Pronger, and he not only played against him, he coached him too in Philadelphia. Uh, he said he was mean. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of people said that about him. You know, he had a rough. I remember when he came here, it was a trade that nobody liked. You know, uh, they traded uh, including me. Shanahan to the Hartford Whalers for for Pronger, who was a rookie. I think he was 20 years old when he came here, and he wasn't very good his first year at all. So he already had, you know, he had that going going against him. Then nobody liked him after that year because he didn't play very good. And uh, but he got better as time went on. Uh, and you know, I think the Blues went downhill. When they decided, when Laurie decided to scrap the team, and Pronger was one of the first guys he traded away. Right. And they, they went downhill after that. I just wonder, Charlie, if, if, how big of an impact do you think him being able to play with Al McKinnis on every shift, <laughs> how, how big of an impact that had on his career? I think it accelerated his development a lot. Oh, there's no doubt. You're playing with one of the best ever. You can't. You got it. You know, through osmosis, you're going to get something from the guy. And McKinnis liked playing with him too. He said that. Right. They, they were good, good team teammates, good tandem. And I, you know, McKinnis being the offensive guy, Pronger, the guy that liked to tear people apart. So right. It worked out really good. Well, Pronger got a lot of assists because McKinnis scored a lot of goals. So. So all Pronger had to do was just pass it over to McGinnis, and boom, that shot went in the net, which, by the way, I still can't understand why these defensemen nowadays can't figure out that you don't have to shoot the puck high all the time. You could shoot it low to the ice from the from the point. But you're right. They don't. They rarely do that nowadays. That's, but that was a McGinnis thing. He shot that puck as hard as he did low. It was hard to stop. Hard yeah. to bounce in on somebody. Right. And, and the, the goalie couldn't see it. 
right. Because it was so low on the ice. I, I don't get why people can't uh, understand it. Okay, we got Tarasenko coming back, Perron coming back, uh, Pareko coming back, Shen coming back, Brown coming back. Uh, they've got to to right the shift. Uh, uh, the Benner was not very good against Toronto, but Barubi's got his back. Yeah, I mean, he's going through one of those times, but I've said it before. I think you have, too. He can bounce back. That's one thing about him. Even whenever he has bad games, you know he's going to come back. So if I'm Ruby, yeah, i got to stick with him um, all the way. You know, I would do the same thing. Nashville Predators have been uh, a, a team that people just really don't realize – what they're doing, but I'll tell you what, I've watched several of their games this year, Charlie. They hit people. And they they just hit people a lot. <laughs> and that's the blues style, so if you're doing that, you know, that's a team and the blues already proved that style and win you a cup. So yeah, watch out for Nashville. That's that's a team to watch out for this year. And unfortunately Colorado has ascended. I was hoping they'd stay down, but they're not uh too good of a team to hold back, right? Yeah, there's no way they were going to be down for the whole year. They, it, it was just a matter of time, and now they're there. But, you know, the Blues are getting their people back, thank God, and hopefully this COVID thing stops, or at least leaves them alone for a while anyway. That would be really, really nice. All right, folks, we're going to end our show on that. We'll be back next week, Tuesday night, 8 to 10 p.m. on 97.5 The Rock. Don't forget... Check us out on Facebook. Give us a like, the Sports Nuts, and go to Twitter at Sports Nuts Show. We will talk to you next week. Hey, folks, let me tell you about my friends at Michelson's Auto Body. They do first-class body work, including collision repair and high-quality painting. They even paint farm equipment and house doors and refrigerators and motorcycle tanks. They do spring-in bed liners and, yes, also plastic welding, rust repair, and paintless dent removal. And they also give free estimates along with the best customer service in the area. So come on over to Michelson's Auto Body in Bartelzo, Illinois. Call 618 618- 765-2115 or michaelsonsautobody.net. This is Cindy Quinn, real estate broker with Midwest Farm and Land. In the last two and a half years, I have sold over a hundred properties, and that is why I'm the agent for you. Whether it's residential, commercial, or land, call me. I'll find the perfect fit for you. I'll work tirelessly to find the right property for you or to get your property sold. Check me out on Facebook, check me out on the web, or call me, I'll lead you home. 618-322-6911. Hi, I'm Bill Milner. I'm pleased to announce that the law office of Bill J. Milner is now open to represent you. We are handling DUI, felony criminal, misdemeanor criminal, and personal injury cases. Let the law office of Bill J. Milner put its 34 years of experience to work for you. The law office of Bill J. Milner is located at 109 East Main in Salem. Give us a call at 618-312-1316 or go to BillJMilner.com.